you're listening to Thunder Buddies podcast with Thunder Lines and DJ Bobby B. On this week's podcast, Scott Ashley opens up about PTSD, we build up to the B Company event, and we also tell you how you can get involved in the pod. What's up everyone and welcome to another edition of Thunder Buddies. This is part two of our Scott Ashley special and in this we're going to get straight into talking about the process Scott went through with getting help for his complex PTSD. Now you will have noticed that we've now got a theme tune for Thunder Buddies. Keep giving us the feedback on that. But what I'm already sick of is hearing my voice in the intro. So we thought we'd open it up to all of you. What I want you to do is if you want to be a part of the Thunder Buddies pod, record a short voicemail just saying you're listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast with Peter Lyons and DJ Bobby B. Send it over to me, I'll clean it up and uh, we'll get the best ones into the intro each week on the pod. I want as many as possible, a different boot camper each week. As well as talking about PTSD, we're also going to tell you more details of the B Company event happening on September 17th. That will be at the end of the pod. But for now, we rejoin Scott talking about his first conversations with his wife about PTSD. After you, it had been brought to your attention that you had a that you might have an issue, how did you react and how did you go about getting help? So my immediate reaction was, don't be so stupid. Okay. How dare you? Don't be so stupid, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine, I'm doing my job. It's, you know, this is what he expected of me, and of course I'm going to be like this. I've just seen X, Y, and Z, and it was it was only when I had to step out of and I said, "The it's come on, Scott, it's time to grow up. You've got to go and do a, a job in Portsmouth." And all of a sudden, when you're pushing paper, you're not pushing men around. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I wasn't actually I was commanding an intray. Yes. Opposed to commanding, you know, I I was commanding 160 men one day and then commanding an intray the next day. So all of a sudden your your mind changes and shifts bits and pieces. And I was at the time heavily involved in Navy rugby and we went on a tour to America. Um, and I had a breakdown in the middle of that tour. Now you'd think going to America for ten days all expenses paid Washington yeah. you know, playing rugby and all of a sudden I couldn't deal with the lads acting like lads. Yeah. And I had a full on breakdown. Came back and all of a sudden it was like we need to put you know, I, I came back to Kate and said, I've got to put the balloon's gotta go up. I can't cope with this. And it then just all sort of started to unravel. Had counselling, had treatment, but it got mentioned to me very, very quick, very sort of in passing, Scott, you need to get over this or your career's over. Okay. Whoa. Mm. Which is a heavy thing to say to anyone. And, but that's where how the military works, mm. because they're very, the military, and I've only realised this now, is very, very, very selfish. All they're bothered about yeah. is a number. Okay. And if you're good at your job, and they don't want to lose you, they don't give a monkey's actually about you. They don't give a monkey about Scott PLC. They're more bothered about Royal Marines PLC. Yeah. And if you're a vital cog, even be it a little cog in their organisation, so I was like that. Okay. 
So I lied. I went into counselling and said, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm fixed. Look at me. But that says to me that they don't understand how to, how to keep people well and that investing in people... They don't. Um, is what keeps an organisation going. I've got, I've, got some, I've got some horrendous stories of some guys that were treated with m- mental health and stuff. And, um, you know, we were deployed in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, like, for, for multiple years, 10 years in Afghanistan. Like, the, the trauma and stuff that people put through, but the, the, the support network weren't there afterwards. And I, I, I personally think that we've got an epidemic coming Oh, from, yeah. from Big time. because you don't see it until years and years and years after come and for some people the war is never over no. absolutely absolutely yeah. and it's I've got written on our I've got written on our fridge a council made me do it I'm no longer at war yeah, yeah. and they literally made me write this thing down yeah. and I've got it on the fridge at home and it, now it doesn't really mean what it meant initially yeah. um, but I kidded myself I kidded myself and went yeah I'm fine and then uh, I got offered I bounced to another job, which I did. I hated. I was in recruiting, and it wasn't the job for me. But it was a good job. Yeah. Uh, it was a crunchy job, which meant I could get promoted, and it was all about me being promoted to the next rank. Uh, and I got a phone call saying, "Scott, how do you fancy going to Africa?" Okay. Really? Doing what? Uh, nine months working with the United Nations. And by the way, mm-hmm. you're probably earning an extra thirty-five thousand pounds. I'm going. Yeah. Phone Kate up. Kate was like, you sure about this? Yeah, yeah, I'm fixed. I'm fine. One of the things that's come out is I'm a brilliant actor. Okay. I'm a very, very good actor. And I can tell you now, tonight, I'll be, after this, I'll be fucked. Yeah, that's what I'm a bit worried about. No, no, that's normal. And I'm, we know that. So we're geared up at home. We know exactly what's going on. I'll go back, take my medication tonight and I'll sleep. And then Kate will let me have a line tomorrow morning and I'll be fine. But we know how to manage me, whereas before we didn't. No. Because I was lying to myself, I was lying to my wife, I was lying to everyone. Because it was this big, there's nothing wrong with me. Uh, and they sent me out to Africa, and this nine month United Nations tour ended up being 12 months, and it was horrific. What made it horrific? Uh, getting shot at, getting blown up again. Okay. Uh, the United Nations, I believe, is the biggest corrupt organisation <laughs> in the world. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, it, I got offered a job working for the United Nations and I would never ever work for that organisation. Yeah, you see, I've actually looked at jobs for the United Nations before, um, you know, in my field and so immediately <laughs> that put me off. What <laughs> makes it, why do you think it's a corrupt organisation? Uh, so I was in the, probably the worst country in the world, Demo- Democratic Republic of the Congo. Fucking shithole of the yeah, world. But I think that's Africa. So when I done it, I was in Kenya and like oh, it's no, corrupt. This makes Kenya look Wonderful. They've been in the mission for 17 years and it still hasn't fixed itself after 17 years. It's the only kinetic. So on Christmas Day, we're sending in attack helicopters into the jungle to whack the terrorists. And they haven't sorted it out after 17 years. But they can't move because as soon as they move, then people aren't going to get money. Now, I worked in the headquarters um, for the military side, but I then also worked the civilian sector. So it's a the UN has got a millions, military side and civilian side. Yeah. The civilian side tends to be Swiss and it's all very pink and fluffy and it's all this. And you've got the military side, which is all like, uh, yeah. whatever. The Indians get paid. So for every soldier they send out there, I think their government get like $1,000 a month. 
they had battalions out there, but they wouldn't yeah. even leave the base. Yeah. Just straight away, like, something's not quite right. You had six, yeah. six British officers out there who were doing 70% of all the work because yeah. the rest of them were just sat there on holiday. The working day was meant to be from 8 o'clock in the morning till uh, 12 o'clock was lunch, but it was a two-hour window to take an hour for lunch. And then the end of the working day finished officially at half past four. Everyone had their own white truck, and I used to get into work for about seven o'clock. I used to, my my office was right by the main gate, and you could literally go, "Here we go," and it's five to eight, and all the trucks start whizzing out. Okay. All start coming in. I'd then literally do it and go, "Right, the time is five to twelve, and all the trucks disappear." It's now five to two, and all the trucks start coming in again. It's twenty-five past four. Yeah. All the trucks. And I just thought it's just a working practice. Anyway, the job I did was working for a thing called DD Triple R, which was demobilisation and all that type of stuff. Mm. We had a scenario where 650 South Sudanese fighters came over the border yeah. and they're yomping down and they're looking for food. Yeah. They went into one of the camps that we had up there and we put them in there. I needed $10,000 on a Friday afternoon wired up to the camp that I managed in the north of. DRC. The DRC is huge. Um, so they could go and buy pots and pans and food and stuff to keep them. I got told, sorry, we've closed the we've closed the uh, the bank now until Monday morning. But probably three hundred people are gonna die over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, but we're not open again until Monday morning, Scott. But you're meant to be the United Nations. Yeah, yeah. No, I had to get a, a sort of one star civilian equivalent to order the paymaster to open the bank up within the United Nations to get $10,000 wired north. It would have been easier to go to my bank and gone, yeah. I'm over off 10 grand, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. just send it to here. That's, That's when you suddenly start realising, just a minute, what, what is the UN actually trying to do here? Yeah. Yeah, all, all, uh, I, I, like, obviously, I've got warped views about a lot of these big the c- companies and stuff, but I think that... All, all of them, like, like they're all just as bad as each other. Politicians, United Nations, everything. They're all as bad as each other. They're all as corrupt as they're each other. They're all on right? 90 grand a year, pounds, tax-free. Yeah. They're all on silly money. Yeah, yeah. And, for and what they do is they push the same bit of paper. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah around. Goes around the in-trays, because I've, I've watched them do it. In-tray will come in, they'll go through it all, and all of a sudden it goes into an internal envelope resealed and they send it to themselves because they know it's going to take six weeks to come back through the internal system and get back onto their intro again. Watch them do it. Can you give a layman's um, definition of what PTSD is? And we'll talk about how it's affected you, but how, why we think it's a bit of an epidemic. How does it affect Uh, soldiers? So, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, I believe the term is branded around and probably over-branded a little bit, and it's a little bit of a buzz phrase, but basically it means that someone has uh, witnessed or been involved in some form of extreme trauma um, that has had a a negative effect to them post the event. So, for instance, it could be that you're involved in a car crash, there was something within that car crash that triggered a bad negative reaction, but it doesn't manifest itself until 24, 48 months, years, decades later. Yeah.
a close family member of mine has been diagnosed with PTSD um, and the, the, even though he was in the military it, it wasn't caused by that yeah, no. he then come into the prison service yeah. which is just the same trauma that they exactly but what what is happening a lot of now is people have got depression or anxiety and then automatically they get put under the umbrella of PTSD mm-hmm. um, I've got a thing called complex PTSD uh, and the reason that mine is complex is, is that I am deaf in my left ear or partially deaf I've got permanent headaches, tinnitus, um, so I can't. I struggle to do a lot of the meditation side because it inflates it, and that that takes me straight back to where I was all the time. If that makes sense. Okay. So I've got other injuries that keep re-triggering my PTSD. And to see if I've understood that right. The reason why those hearing difficulties have such a big impact on meditation, in terms of my experience of meditation, is that often you're having to locate yourself in the yeah. in the moment, and you're having you're hearing what's around you, you're focusing on what's going yeah. on, and and by that process you calm yourself. If you can't do that because you don't have um, the hearing ability, that's going to impact your ability to self-regulate yeah and i understood that absolutely but you've also got the scenario because i've got permanent headaches uh from blast injury that's a constant reminder i've got like i've got like a permanent hangover okay uh so every time i wake up in the morning it's like oh headache oh yeah well i know why i've got my headache i've got Mm. constant tinnitus so i've got ringing in both ears which when i get stressed gets louder it's like a radio trying to be tuned in again yeah. Again, that's so. You imagine lying in a room, going right. I'm now going to meditate, and all I get is. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's almost impossible to do. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, don't you don't have to speak of it if you don't want to. But I'm quite. Do, can you can you put back to single subtle scenarios that yeah. that re, that really um, post it back to? Uh, there's three. Yeah. Uh, one of them I briefly mentioned it earlier on was when we were involved in that battle. Um, and I've got this vision and I dream about it regularly of getting on the net on the radios and saying right I want X amount of vehicles to go over there to do a resupply and watching a 13 ton armoured vehicle go about 50 foot in the air Mm. running over to it one lad's lost a leg one of the other lads is chatting to me going boss I'm alright in the marines we tend to call it officers are called boss uh, boss, I'm all right. And I said, how do you know you're all right? He goes, I've got a hard on. To which I instantly went, you've got a fractured back. Yeah. Uh, and he's paralysed from the chest down. And it was because of the, in- because of I gave that instant, uh, I gave that command to him, I then suddenly think, did I do the right job? Could I have done it any better? So I've, I've then got that negative. Yeah. So that's one of them. And then... Um, on Herrick 7 being ejected out of the top of a vehicle and going whizzing past and waving to the driver as I'm like shouldn't really be so, doing this yeah. so was that when you were you blown, were you in I'd blown up Warhog yeah. or no I was in a Viking Viking yeah uh, so just to put some context on it Viking uh, I don't know if you've seen the small small agile vehicles with tracks that to get in around the green zone that they're not very heavily armoured not very heavily armoured. They're so, not armoured yeah, at all. They're not armoured at all. So, um, um, you, so take a, you take a, a mine strike or an IED and then, you know, you, yeah, you're going to Yeah, so we, we went over a mine, clipped the back, I got flung out, which at the time my laugh thought was quite funny. 
and then you look back at the vehicle and go shit and then someone in the back died and then um about a fortnight later we were we kept, got ambushed and i've got wasps whizzing around bullets yeah. whizzing around my head and um one went to the top of my jacket nicked my jacket um hit a jerry can i then thought i'd been shot because i had warm liquid but it was diesel okay. all over me and then had this but why didn't i get shot so that's the, they're the three yeah, yeah. main incidents and then it was just doing back to back and just dealing with it yeah. every day and every day and every day and then going out to Africa just within really it when it's all happening again mm. yeah that's what I mean so obviously the, the big 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 traumas that will 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 um, will set it off but I mean me personally is that it like putting you under duress for four year months years you know you know yeah, and it's it's hard to comprehend, but you know, and, like and being away and being in that environment, where you might not go in traumas, like it's still having an effect on you. Yeah, the, the way I look at it now, it's like my brain has been in the pressure cooker. Yeah. So, as I explained earlier on, you know, are the lads all right? Are you okay? You're fine. You're okay. You're right. You're okay. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm more bothered about you. Mm. And you're cooking your brain, and you're pressurising your brain, and you're pressure. And there's no time is there a release valve for you. You, you just cannot release yeah. it, and all it does is just straight. It strangles your brain, and yeah. I've got to learn the, the sort of technical is that the brain starts then releasing chemicals that then just fog the brain, for one of yeah. a better phrase, yeah. to let the brain um, function, and it then stops your serotonin levels working yeah. and all that type of stuff. So the way they've got around that is I'm heavy med- I'm heavily medicated. Mm. So I take I rattle I take six tablets a day. Do you mind disclosing what they are? I don't know. They can't can't remember the name of them okay. uh, because my short term memory has been affected by it. Okay. So my short term memory, but I I have to take a I take an antidepressant. I take an antipsychotic drug. Mm. Uh, I then take another antidepressant that helps me with my sleep. I then take another antidepressant that helps with my headaches. Yeah. But they all fit this perfect cocktail cocktail that if I don't take my medication I'm an absolute nightmare Mm. Uh, my wife God bless her is the reason I'm still here Mm. I'm you know I've got two amazing boys I've got an amazing wife and and Mm. my dog Chewy but it's because of Kate I've contemplated taking my own life on more than one occasion I contemplate it at least once a week never do it I haven't got the the balls to do it Um, but every time it's the face of Kate that stops me doing it. She is my rock. She's my. I'm. I'm fully. I'm about to get a couple of tattoos done, um, and I'm getting an angel because I 100% believe that she's an angel put mm. to look after me. Yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah. And um, and it, I think it. You need when you live with uh, a mental health condition, and those who know me well know that that I I do too. Different to yours. Um, but you need an anchor to keep you grounded and, and and to keep bringing you back to to healthier thinking patterns because thinking patterns can get distorted. Absolutely, and Kate has this ability. Sometimes she'll just turn around and go, "Oi, stupid, fucking stupid!" Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's exactly what you need. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes you need you need an arm around the shoulder. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff she like knows that. exactly the right thing, you know. And we've got this little routine that we get in when we get, you know, tonight when I get in. I'll literally go up to bed and my tablets are all laid out. Oh, so it's like, right, and that one, that one, that one, those two for the morning. And it's yeah. all, because I won't take them otherwise, I just forget. Yeah. Um, so she makes it easier for you um, and that's 
what helps keep it's you up. It's manageable, and we've now had to change our whole life. So work-wise, that's gone. I now know that I can't do that, and that's why the Conquering Marine is I want other I, I want people to know that it's normal, mm. if that makes sense. That you know, to have a mental health, it, it, yeah, it's yeah, and, and it was really interesting. My surgeon, you know, initially when they said, Right, you're on medication, Scott, I went, No, I'm not taking medication. And my my psychiatrist, and I've had two or three, but the psychiatrist, a guy called Graham, turned around to me and said, If you had a heart condition, would you be taught, would you refuse to take the medication for your heart? No, that was stupid. So why are you suddenly saying you're not willing to take a, an antidepressant? But but that's that's what I find as well is that it's it's not the physical injury that you can see, but it's it, but it's it's just as important as a physical injury, even probably even more, you know. Absolutely, and there are certain things. So physical activity is good for me. Yeah. And if I'm in a really bad place, I'll just go and hit a punch bag, or yeah, you know, yeah. I love boxing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Go in and just start smacking yeah. that out of the bag. Yeah. But it's a coping strategy as well. Absolutely. And like when, obviously, when back back when we was in Afghanistan, I was trim trained. So you look out for these yeah. things. So you you might see that in in excess of anything. So some guys would then go and like hit the drink and, and like really bad hit the drink. Some guys would then just go and train like an absolute yeah. beast, and you can see that that's their coping mechanism. And I, and I think it's just one thing that. We we have from the militaries, but you become obsessive. Yeah, obsessive. Yeah. Uh, and everything's got to be done to the extremes. So if you go on the beer, you go on the beer. Yeah, and you yeah, drink yeah, it till you can't. Yeah. You literally, physically can't put another drop of alcohol inside you. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go and do fish, you do it to the the yeah, upteenth. Yeah. And because of the nature of me and the commando power yeah, and all yeah. that type of stuff, it's like yeah, harder, yeah. faster, whatever. And I've now had to realise I've got to tone that down. Yeah. But, but that's where I think Boot Camp UK is is such a wonderful organisation. I mentioned earlier on that I worked in a commercial gym. That was a very, very toxic, hmm. very unfriendly environment to work in. Okay. But if you are uh, if you're struggling mentally, that that's going to put more on you. Absolutely. Whereas Boot Camp has got yeah. no egos. Yeah. It's got it's friendly, it's a nice environment, everyone's willing to work. You know, I mentioned to you guys earlier on in the, in the commercial PT world, pat yeah. on the back is a recce for the knife. Yeah. Because it's going to come, it's going to come from some shape or form yeah. quite rapidly. Yeah. Whereas boot camp, is, there's no egos. Mm. It's like you can leave your ego at the door, mate, because that, and I think one of the biggest things is training outdoors. Yeah. That, if you, even if you're training in the height of the summer or you're training in the depths of the winter in the snow, the rain, the wind, mm. that's a proper leveller. Yeah, yeah. And it brings you down to base level. Yeah. And there is something about feeling the wind on your face mm. or the sun on your back. And when you're training, I love now, I can't train indoors. Yeah. To go into a gym is absolute torture to me now. But it's, it's the community as well. And I just wanted to put, just put some uh, meat on the bones of that. Obviously, Scott's come... Um, and got heavily involved with, mm. with Bootcamp UK and people that are actually listening to that, that, you know, there are, there's a lot more mental health problems out there than we realise and they can actually resonate with you. But, you know, it's, uh, for, for me and obviously we've discussed about our philosophies and stuff is that positive environment, like no matter where you're from, what background stuff, positive environment and, and it is in all of our locations, it's such a positive environment and do you know what, it helps 
myself and it helps you as well as helping everyone else you know so that like long may that continue because yeah, it's, it's such a good environment and i feed off it's like you know i used to get back from the time in, in the gym and you know i might have done a just to go and run a class or i might yeah. have done a four five six sometimes an eight hour stint in the gym yeah and i'd come home and kate would just turn around to me and go you're physically drained you're dead it's yeah. like it, it would sap every ounce out of me was I come back from boot camp now and I'm absolutely buzzing, you know. Yeah. Get back, I've got to do my social media yeah. bit and I've really yeah. got into doing my little videos. Yeah, you love and Taking photographs yeah. and You're very creative. what can I yeah. say? And, I, and, and, the, and I'm quite creative anyway, so the creative yeah. side has come out. I've started writing poetry and all yeah. sorts because my brain is, I'm looking at things in a different light. But Scott's coming and I'm going to have to up my game now because his photos <laughs> and his videos are much better than yeah. my <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we need to get you a social media strategy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, but it's that whole because I come back and I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it as a chore. It's like yeah. right, I've got to come in, and the people are going to want to see these pictures. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, I want every other Tom, Dick, and Harry out there yeah. to know, and Leslie and whoever. I want them to know that this is available for people for yeah, ten pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have ten sessions yeah. and have a, and have a bite of this cherry and go. Wow, this is going to change my life. Yeah, and come and join that uh, positive community. You know, um, but yeah, it's good. And then uh, also on the flip side of that, all, all the events that it runs, like Scott has been a massive help. That is, we we sit down, we discuss, and that's why we the, we come up with some of the crazy ideas. Like obviously, Scott was a bit of a pioneer for the Highland Games, which I think is amazing. Now. And we just and and um, you know, it, 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 it's it's just a it's a good environment. And also, what we're doing, like mental health of some people are part of that as well and it's help it helps the instructors just as as much as it helps but it's amazing how many people have actually i'm very vocal about it and very open about my ptsd hence and that's why you know i've i do um after speaking about it and stuff along those lines and because when i've introduced myself to people who knew at the park and said oh you know this might be a bit mad but i am mad you know i put a bit of a a light-hearted but then let people know it's amazing how many people have come up to me and gone, Scott, I'm actually struggling a little bit at the yeah, moment. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, okay, fine, I can keep an eye on them. You're all right? Whatever it happens to be. No one needs to know, but it's putting that arm out and it's just, it, it makes it just that little bit of a nicer, more welcoming environment, I think. Yeah, but the, the, what I want to touch on point with that is that if you come out, it's uh, Commando who's been around all around the world and stuff now can come out and talk positively about mental health and, and stuff like that people that are struggling in silence then there are a lot of people that are struggling in silence can think well if scott can come out and speak about it then maybe then i could come out and speak to it and that's the first step for anyone that's Absolutely. the first step for anyone. if you can get everyone talking yeah. about it you know you, you no, that's the first bit of getting help yeah, no, realizing no. it and that's what you said is that you know before that you didn't you know you didn't you didn't own that you, you know you didn't you didn't think that you had a problem yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so hopefully this this will this will be out there and that because it's it's prevalent. It's a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Than what and, I, and I think the other thing that boot camp does is it's allowing people to step out of their comfort zone. Like you know, we've got B company coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Talk about that. Uh, and that is properly going to put people out of their comfort zones. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can well, don't scare them off. <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. But and yeah. I'm not putting people out of their comfort yeah. zones. And it's 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 got that flavour of what. You know, yeah. the company's about and that, but and you can be really, really fit, but you are going to have to you're going to have to look in other areas in your mind to go, 
this is hurting a little bit, yeah. but I can't let the teammates down and I've got to carry on got on the stretcher on or the log yeah. or whatever you're on at the time. Yeah. But you know that you're not the only one going through that yeah. because there's another seven of you. Exactly. Uh, you're all got, in the hurt locker, but you're yeah. all in the hurt locker together. And, you're and you've got an instructor it. there who's yeah. been in that hurt locker, yeah. who is not asking to do something that they wouldn't or yeah. haven't done themselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is what is really, and again, it goes back to that time in commercial gyms. There's a lot of people who talk the talk, but have never actually done the done. No, whereas with you guys, we're really privileged that uh, you've done some of the hardest training that gets offered you know, in the world, like out there, uh, yeah, that's what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Um, and you, you give us an insight, but as you say, you're not asking us to do anything that you haven't done yourselves. Yeah. And that, I think, adds to the feeling of accomplishment when, you know, we achieve some of these battle PT sessions uh, is a sense of, you know, we, yeah, we're not, you know, commando fit but we've we've got an insight and we were able to achieve some of it and that helps I think boost yeah. people's confidence uh, in their own fitness absolutely and it's and it then makes them want to do a little bit more or they're yeah. going to do things like you know there's a couple of other events coming up like King of the Hill or, yeah, yeah. or the orienteering yeah. that some people are like what are you going to send me in the woods with a map yeah. and yeah. we're going to laugh aren't you but you look at that there's pretty much like the, the Blanton Trevi is pretty much like a CEO's cup isn't Absolutely. it so you, you're getting a feel of like the sort of stuff events that we used to do within the military and stuff you know, so. CO being commanding officer yeah commanding officer commanding yeah. officer's cup yeah yeah, there's, there's a lot of bits because within... And again, it's got that flavour. So, you know, if you're in a commando unit, the commando unit will have... It's broken down into four what we call companies, which are about anything from 100 to 200 men or personnel per company. Yeah. And it's all about who is the best company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're getting that already. And I'm in a very, very... I believe I'm in a privileged position because of the way Pete and I are doing it. But yeah. I bounce around all the camps. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't got a specific camp that say he's mine but so you do you have a favourite though but you've got he's got he's got a report he's got a report on all of them isn't he yeah, yeah. 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 So the now. they're all different so <laughs> Chichester for instance they're the posh ones yeah. You know? yeah, we're but we're no right. but you know you've got Chichester you've got Fairham you've got Waterlooville you know first of all we're Waterlooville Pete and I are going to go across because all these about 40 bikers rocked yeah, up and I'm like yeah, yeah. what the hell is going on here yeah. ready for a fight yeah. you've got, like, you're going you're to look after me so yeah you know, and then you've got Fairham, which is digital, man as a bunch of frogs. Yeah. Uh, then you've got Gosport, and you've got Portsmouth, which I've not been down to, but I'm no. going to the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so uh, Scott, um, so anyone who's listened, who's at Portsmouth, Scott's going to be coming coming down to Portsmouth as well, and he's going to get a bit more involved in in, in the sessions down in Portsmouth uh, as well, yeah. And then, of course, we've got Petersfield, you know. Petersfield, and, um, up at Petersfield, I don't know, when I took this session on Saturday, I don't think they quite understood what was going on, but uh, <laughs> lucky enough, they were a large community from Waterlooville had rocked up so it made it a little bit uh, less shock of capture I think yeah. it's a phrase to use yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk a bit about um, the upcoming B company then I want to hear a little bit about um, you know a couple of lines from you Scott about how um, uh, what you did previously differs from P company which obviously is inspiring B company and then Pete if you could talk us for a remind everybody what's happening yeah. and um, what you're going to put us through. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, so as I said before, you've got the Parachute Regiment, I've got Pegasus Company, or P Company it's called, Royal Marines have got the Commando Course. They're slightly different and they're geared because the role of a Marine and the role of a Para are slightly different. 
so they're geared. So whereas the paras is very much about landing and getting to a point very, very quickly to do theirs, ours tends to be about getting in, raiding, bit more strategic, getting to where it needs to be to do the raid and then disappearing off. Very covertly. Yeah, so there the P company tends to be, right, pick something up, run very, very yeah. quickly to a place. That's a difference. As I said, we tend to use those types of tests for our command training. So we do them, but we do them in a slightly different way, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah so Pegasus Company, um, basically what it, it, it's designed is to thrash the lads, really. They go through a number of physical, you do no tactics on it or anything like that. It's basically to thrash the lads to, to um, work uh, in a mental toughness, but also it, it's it's designed to get everyone to the to the door of that to yeah. the aeroplane and, and the fear of going out. They do a few few things, the leap of faith, which um, I don't do, do on the com. Yeah, we do one on the commando. Where course. you run up and you jump, you jump over a gap onto a command uh, cargo net. You have to punch through the command uh, yeah. cargo net and hold on. But if you hesitate any moment, then you're, you're off the course. Can we yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah, we might do that. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. We do exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And that's just that reaction of command. Yeah, the, re, the reaction, you know. And, um, yeah, so they they do. Um, so that that's Pegasus company, and then once you do that, you um, you're then you then go on to the jumps course, which is actually jumping out of a plane stuff, you know. And then after you do the jumps course, then you get your wings, and that is then when you're an airborne trained soldier. Um, on P Company, they do the week at the end, which is called Test Week, um, which has got a series of physical tests. One of the tests is a log race. Uh, one of them is a stretcher race. Uh, speed play, which is like um, yeah. they do uh, I think six miles. Um, you've got to keep up with a PTI, but they change PTIs every mile. Oh, wow. So, so, so yeah, fresh legs. Yeah, fresh legs. Um, they do milling. Yeah. Um, so it's boxing gloves. They well, they call it controlled aggression now, um, which uh, basically you're not allowed to no defensive stuff. You're not allowed to take a backward step. You're not allowed to block. You're not allowed to dodge. You just got to move forward. Uh, basically, from from punches really. So yeah, we do, we do milling, but they've had to change it. Yeah, yeah. So we have a fifteen minute let, um, session on. This is how you box. Oh, they just oh. throw you in a ring. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's, there's no tip. And if you've boxed a little bit, then they, they yeah, whack you with someone else. Us. But when, they, when, you're lying, when you're lining off to, to go into a million, they, you stand face to face with your opponent like that, just, just looking at him all, all the time, right, right next to him. Um, so, is that felt like hand to hand combat, or what's the purpose I, I, of that? I, I think it, it's controlled aggression because when you get an order, if you get an order to. to, to to, to assault something, you can't be questioning. You've just got to move forward, and I think that's I think it was that's the control. Aggression. He's been able to flick that switch of. Yeah, I'm scared. Scared. But I'm going to do it, and then go forward. Yeah, I'm going forward. Um, because it's then you know, and I've I've witnessed the milling uh, down yeah, the company, and it is brutal. It's but brutal. all of a sudden, the instructor goes stop. Yeah. And it's like bang. Yeah, yeah. And you have to stop exactly like you, like yeah. nothing had happened before. It's quite, yeah. and it's it's just that. Yeah. Turning that controlled aggression on and off. Yeah, and I think that's that's the piece on it because you know, especially in the army, especially if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna go and assault a position. You know, you're gonna put you, you you're gonna put your head out of that parapet and then move forward. You know, you need you need that. You know, everyone's gonna be scared, but can you be scared? Can you control it? And you can have the courage to move forward. Mm. So, so I think that's what that piece is. Um, obviously, log and stretch run is teamwork. 
yeah. physical toughness. Um, yeah. So obviously we're not going to do the full. We're not going to do full test week. No, no, no million, sadly. <laughs> no million. No, I, I just course and stuff. But we're going to do a little bit of a flavour of them all. So um, the 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 stretch. Uh, sorry, not stretch, the log race. They, you know, you won't be able to, at PCOM, you can't come off the log, so you stay on the log all the time. Obviously, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to have eight people on the log. So, well, eight, eight people in the squad, we have four people on the log, which means that you've got four people to change in and out, yeah? So, we're going to do a mile with that log and it's pick the stretcher up. Um, so, we're getting the stretchers. We've been donated with some stretchers by 17 Port Mountain, which is an army unit. So, we're getting full battle PT stretchers. Uh, and that will be the same detail on that. So we have eight people in a team, four people on the stretchers, swapping out all the time, mould a stretcher, uh, and then the one is just going to be a final bomb burst um, run. Uh, we was going to do it weighted, but we're going to take the weight off, just because what I want it to be more achievable for everyone else. Yeah. And what I was finding is that people were getting put off, they didn't think they could do the log to stretch it, and then do a weighted run at the end. Um so we've took the weighted off and it's just going to be a normal run at the end. And how far is that normal run? So, so it's, it's, it's a mile loop. So we're going to do um, a mile with a stretcher, a mile with a log, and then a mile run. So you'll do it in team, 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 but you're going to get an individual time. Because of that last loop. The last loop, yeah. So when you come through, so you get an individual time. Um, We've changed the location, so originally we were going to do it in Waterlooville, um, just through through the risk elements that we've 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 been down. We're going to change the location um, to Bootcamp UK Portsmouth. Uh, one, it's a looped location, yeah. So anyone knows the location down there can pretty much guess the route that it's going to be. Yeah, I've, I I go and run there myself. It's yeah. A, yeah. There's no route. there's no way you can really get lost around that route. No. Yeah. Um, so it's a, and it's a lapped route and it's pretty much bang on distance as well. So um, so that will be that will be the the route down there, boot camp, you go Portsmouth, and change your post home to physically stop. Yeah, physically stop. And I, I, when when we've done a few battle PT sessions, I've seen that happens and like people like people are struggling and they stop the whole show. It's all about teamwork and if you it's all about quick changes yeah so don't be a hero and don't stand there don't burn yourself out you know just changes swap over to the other side put it on the other arm to, and and the teams that do that more efficiently will will do better and i think the other thing as well that will come out of it is just it's a little bit of humility comes out of it as well so it's like if they're if someone's hurting then put an arm around them and help them yeah, out yeah, or find them. out what they need yeah. to motivate them opposed to just give them a hard time if it's that makes team. sense. So Yeah, it's teamwork. And then what you always find as well is that, you know, people actually work harder because they don't want to let the team down as well. No. I think it's gonna be I think there's gonna be some really interesting stories that come out of this one yeah, in yeah. terms of, you know, people's mindset, things that people say, um things are going to stick with people because it's such a shared experience and I think shared experiences yeah. tend to be the ones that stay with you yeah plus me, 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 me and Scott have got a few surprises as well for yeah. you. oh have you <laughs> yeah is, is this another 2k but not 2k no 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 no, 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 no. The, the, the route's all the same the equipment that we said we're going to say but um, yeah but you've got surprises yeah we've got a few surprises I can't wait for that because <laughs> as much as um I blew myself out when we you did the two k but not two k yeah. loop, which was um, we were told we were doing a two k run and it was actually five. Um, <laughs> the 
element of the unexpected yeah. um, makes these things quite fun. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. no, it's, yeah. Just yeah. a little bit of... Reason. But, but it, like, don't, like, what I've found, people put pressure on and say, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. That's fine, you can do it. So if I said to you tomorrow, go and run a marathon, you'd be able to go and do it. You know, if you walk, if you walk around it, run around it, you're going to be Absolutely. able to go. If it's mindset and then it's... Um, so everyone's got the ability to go and do it. Like, how fast you go and do it, you know, is determined by how much training you're going to, how much you put in the day. But you're going to be able to go and do it and then get that sense of achievement, mm. getting around rather than think, oh, I can't do that, I'm not fit enough. You know, if you, if you think that way all the time, you'll never go out and do stuff. No. Everyone's Everest is a little bit different. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And, and the... And the and the times that it takes them to do that, but everyone's got the ability to do it and just get that sense of achievement. Also being around in a good community and doing your bit for the team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, we would really love to see a team from Petersfield come down. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, because we really want you to get a taste of what our community is all about. So if yeah. you're, any of you are listening to us and you're umming and ahhing about it, and yeah. you're that organised person who can get a team together yeah. and you're based at Bootcamp UK Petersfield, you know, we encourage you get a group together six to eight of you and come and join us yeah and, uh, I'll be, when I'm back up there um, again next week then I'll, uh, I'll I'll speak to you all about it but I'd love to see a team from, from Petersfield there and let, let's build on those 14 points you've already got yeah yeah but you'll be so welcome yeah um, 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 it'll yeah. be great so yeah at the moment at the moment it's looking really good so we've got five teams from Fairham they've got their, their entering five five now. teams from Fairham the most teams in the Purple Army are looking to get a big result this time we've then got four teams from Gosport Four, we've got man. four teams from the the overall leaders at the moment, Waterlooville. We've got three teams from Portsmouth, so they're coming strong. We've got one team from Chichester, one team from Chichester, and hopefully we'll get a team from um, from Petersfield as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of looking teams. forward to it. A lot of yeah, teams. I think we all are. I think um, you know, it's been a long summer. It's been a little while since the last Blanchard event, yeah. um, and it will definitely feel that way. Cool. I think that about does us. Um, so seventeenth yeah. of September, uh, yeah. that's when uh, B Company is. Yeah. Um, Scott, I just really want to thank you, um, you know, pub- publicly for sharing your story. There's a wealth of experience in there, and you speak so eloquently about it, but also so candidly and vulnerably about it. So um, thank you so much yeah. for being willing to no share. Dramas, with us. Yeah. If anyone wants any more, just grab me. Or yeah. I've got a website. So yeah. it's just www.conqueringmarine. Yeah. I want to second that. I just want to say just thanks um, to Scott for everything that you've done. Um, like since you've been a big part of us as well. Um, and we've got some big, big, big things planned with Scott coming up as well. He bounced around all the locations. He's building up a big rapport and that. So, um, yeah. So we're, we're lucky to have him. So thank you. Yeah. yeah and I'm, ex- I'm so excited to see what happens with your three challenges you mentioned at the start. The first mm-hmm. pod. Um, you know, people will want to sponsor you, and we'll want to get yeah, behind yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. Well, I'll excited. be looking for people to help out doing uh, bits and pieces. On yeah, doing crewing things like that. You know, people will want to do yeah. that. So uh, that's really cool, guys. Thank you for listening, um, and thank you for coming along again. Um, as always, hit us up on the socials and in the comments, and some direct messages. Uh, keep your feedback coming. We love to hear from you. Find us in all the usual places. Links will be in the post. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.